You're listening to The Bunker New York, live on Red Bull Radio. Hello, you're listening to The Bunker New York on Red Bull Radio. I'm your host, Brian Kasnick, and I'm joined today by special guest Marco Shuttle. He's one of my label artists. He also has his own label, Eerie Records, which announced a new release today, which we'll uh, get more into later. He's also playing at Market Hotel for The Bunker with acronym TDEL and Amaret on Saturday. More on that later, too. For now, we're going to get straight into the mix with Marco Shuttle. You're listening to The Bunker New York on Red Bull Radio.
Piccolo. You're listening to The Bunker New York on Red Bull Radio. We've been in the mix with Marco Shuttle past hour. Hello, everyone. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us. Coming in, came in a day early. Pleasure. The show. <laughs> Always. Yeah. Um, so this set was maybe not exactly what people are most used to hearing from you. Although I know you have some sets online like this. Um... I'm kind of mm, getting the chance to play these kind of sets more and more often. Um, I mean, of course, like I'm more perceived like a techno DJ, but I've always like uh, um, have these kind of detours of more like kind of left field, uh, experimental uh, music. So. Yeah, I mean, I guess in a way it's what you say, right? But at, at the same time, there's always this other side of me that is, I mean, not so obscure in a way. And like uh, some yeah. people know <laughs> that I do also this kind of stuff. Also my production in a way, it's not like just one way techno right, uh, yeah. thing. But it's, it's not all of, like squarely aimed at the yeah. dance floor, all your productions. Does your interest in that kind of music predate your interest in techno and dance music or does it come uh, later? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think like uh, almost got more into electronic music listening to this kind of stuff other than the classic you know old school deep house chicago detroit right stuff like i mean i was mm, very much thrown into this when this first thing like uh, uh, in the late 90s like uh, world record stuff like when they mm, ended up doing the more dance floor stuff and they started to release this kind of proper intelligent techno and more like slow down slower stuff and yeah yeah so it goes back to that i guess but yeah <laughs> um and you where you mentioned that you're getting a chance to play more sets like that where where are you getting these opportunities like where have you played uh well the latest i've had was in london at pickle factory uh where i kind of started the night and played like for four hours and I started I started off at midnight or 11.30, I can remember, something like that. So I played like one hour and a half of this more down-tempo-ish music to then like drift, drift more into housier 120 BPM and up. Right. So if more somebody kind of like music, if you get a chance club music. If if you get a chance to play more all night or early or an extended set, yeah, then it yeah, makes a lot it of sense. Yeah, yeah. And also at the school in Amsterdam and whereas Terraforma last year, I specifically did a full um left field ambient to this kind of more organically uh, percussive stuff uh, in the morning. So, yeah, it does happen. Of course, not as often as my more banging sets but yeah. yeah i feel like there was a there's a bit of a movement towards making more chill ambient experimental things definitely, happen in definitely. like festival and club context which has been re really yeah. cool to see in the past few years um you also had some that were you had unreleased music in the mix right mm, yes mm, i played one track uh, that i finished a few days ago and i played some other track i did with a friend <laughs> <laughs> a few months ago and uh, yeah so you did hear some unreleased hopefully soon to be released music right so myself. that's like you were saying your productions kind of do 
some of the stuff you do does fit into this sound perfectly. I hope as so. you just proved, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a poor pose. <laughs> right. And you played that Chino and his African percussion safari record, which when I, I, did. When I first heard it, I thought it was something new, but it's no, what, this no, is some it's old stuff. I mean, to be honest, I can't remember when the stuff was made, but I think in the 70s, maybe? The rec no, it's uh, older. Older, uh, okay. <laughs> I think I saw... Wait, let me look. Yeah, but it's it's old. I thought I saw... They were doing something in the 50s. There's For some reason, there's no date on yeah. the page for that particular release. Yeah. But is that just... Is that uh, like an old record you found digging or...? No, I think it was reissued a few years ago. And yeah, I definitely didn't sleep on that one because I really, really, I mean, I really, it's one of the, my major inspiration is instrumental drumming. And I have loads of records on that direction from more kind of jazz-oriented jazz stuff to also this kind of exclusively just percussion. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And you're still, I mean, you still in your sets play quite a bit of vinyl when you can and... Uh, as much as I can, yeah. yeah. I mean... And you're still... Also, I brought, I brought vinyl also in in US. I mean, it is a pain in the ass when you have to travel, but thing is, um, you know, without getting this all this discussion, for <laughs> me, it's just, you know, more fun to play records and normally if I have fun, the people that is in front of me dancing also have fun so the thing, two things go together so yeah um so and you're still you dig i mean i think you were telling me before you did you still like looking for new music pretty much daily like it's uh, yeah treated like a job i guess it is your job that. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> sure cool. it's it's a major uh bit of my job definitely yeah. to look for music and uh Crate digging and go to record shops, online, discogs, you name it. Yeah. Um, so before you were, I think it was before you were doing music, you were doing fashion, or I don't know if music was first. Um, oh, the classic question. We're going there. <laughs> <laughs> I was just gonna say, do you miss? Do you miss working in? Fa I mean, fashion is now in the past. It's not something like I'm just wondering if you. If yeah, it, like, it kind provided of is more and more. It's like this kind of gradual uh, fading away. Uh, back image in my head, but I do miss the craft, um, and I don't miss at all. A lot of a mm, lot a lot of the implications uh, that goes on corporate environments and uh, marketing and market and politics and yeah, yeah. it's a long discussion yeah. to be honest. Thank about, God we have none of that yeah. in, in music. We I still <laughs> love clothes and design very much, but um, I'm, I, I don't see like a way for me to get back into it at the right. moment or yeah never say never but. yeah but the music is pretty full-on yeah busy at yeah the at the moment i'm really busy yeah so between the label and the gigs and you know my pro my own production and so yeah yeah so you've been you were in london for a while and now you've been in berlin for how long oh now i think in june uh, yeah no i think in june it will be uh, three years right and what what are some of the maybe positives and negatives 
you feel about living in Berlin after being there for three years versus other London and other cities you've lived in? Uh, well, they are two very different cities. And I went through phases, I go through phases like when I kind of like Berlin and when I don't like it. Uh, I mean, one of the downsides is like, um, I mean, if we make a comparison to London, London, of course, is more like of a, a real city, you know, like with a, with a vibe that is kind of uh, comparable to New York or to, the, to a real cosmopolitan city, you right, know, know like there's you a diversity, an ethnical diversity, a social and cultural diversity that definitely Berlin doesn't have. At the same time, uh, Berlin is probably um, the city or one of the cities in the world that like it offered the best balance between being like a cultural capital and affordable lifestyle. And uh, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of art stuff going on and of course music and uh, it is getting more expensive like um, quite fast actually everywhere but is, it still is um, a good place to be for an artist but I, I can say that uh, for me it's easier to to cope with it because I do travel a lot so Berlin if you travel a lot and I mean as far as I'm concerned at least is a good place to be if I was stuck there all the time I don't think I'd be living there yeah yeah some pretty brutal <laughs> dark winters it's very, just very gray and sometimes it really gets you you know and, yeah uh, it starts to get to me after being there for a week and there, there's things i love about berlin but i know exactly what you mean it's yeah. just that i don't know what it is some of it's the weather but it's gray is a yeah, really good yeah. word for you it you kind of get used to it but at the same time when you go somewhere else where also new york that i'm not talking about like a tropical place but you've got more blue skies and more color and more like kind of it's funkier and uh, yeah, yeah. We don't People's always have mice more. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's diverse, and we get we get sunshine <laughs> in the winter. It's awesome. Um, so I think the last time you were in the states was for uh, to be in Detroit movement, right? Yeah, it was um, correct. Maybe talk a little bit about your like first time being there for the festival. You played on the underground stage at the actual festival, and then did this unannounced set actually very much like the set you just did in the No Way Back outer space room. Yeah, that's correct. Uh, yeah, that was, I mean, first of all, I absolutely love Detroit. Uh, it was the second time for me there, and uh, I did really enjoy both playing at Movement and uh, I would say especially also playing at No Way Back. And I mean, uh, movement is kind of it's pretty much what I expected it to be it's like this kind of mm, um, very diverse kind of as long as music offers is concerned kind of festival and uh, uh, it's I mean the production is great and the stage where I played uh, uh, I played it I played on like was really well plan and organized a really nice lineup there was a really nice energy uh, I knew that it was pretty much like a kind of boom boom kind of set so normally what I do is um, it's not I couldn't really do fully what I normally do in my sets because I maybe go a bit more adventurous in some way and but for what movement is I think 
I did the most I could in terms of like mm, sophisticated music that can be played. Right. You know? I mean, and do you feel like that's a common divide between playing at festivals versus playing at a club where you Cause, well, because you, you know, have a shorter so set. many types of festivals, right? right. So, I mean, m- Movement, of course, is a very institutional festival. So, uh, in those kind of festivals, that's, mm, I think, what mm, you are expected to play, in a way. And uh, uh, the audience that go to that kind of festival wants a certain type of entertainment, and uh, which is obviously, there's nothing bad with it, and it's just like another angle on how to perform and, uh, and so on. I mean, definitely when I played No Way Back, it was a very different experience. Completely it's different. Kind of yeah. more <laughs> intimate and headspaced uh, party. And uh, of course, like, I mean, I like to think of movement not just as a festival itself, but like also that period of time when movement is on and like what movement actually uh, brings in into the city. So uh, uh, all the, the kind of parallel uh, parties like no way back and and your party as well are are there thanks to movement so in a way it's like an extension of the festival itself yeah so. it's really it's really become that way for everybody that i know where the the festival itself was the original draw and then it's i mean over the years it's grown into this crazy thing and it's really for those of us in the u.s it's a very special time of the year because we don't we just don't have a lot of festivals sure. in the u.s we're, we're getting more but it's that's the one that kind of everybody that's involved in techno across of the course, entire country yeah. comes so you get to see everybody and we yeah. all get to party together which is it has a lot of meaning for for a city like detroit so yeah it's a it's a festival that i respect a lot yeah, yeah. Um, so also to chat briefly about, you did an EP for The Bunker for my label at the end of last year called The Moon Chant, and that was uh, a very well-received EP. People are super stoked on that one. Uh, cool. Yeah, I was wondering if there was any specific approach to this release, or if you have a specific approach to releases in general, like you enter into the studio with a release or an idea, like I'm making an album, I'm making an EP, or this is for that label or if you just kind of go in and make music and see what happens and sort it out later? Um, I mean, there's not like exactly some sort of premeditation on when I start a new track, let's say. I mean, in this case, uh, I kind of felt it was the time again to do, I mean, I'm talking about the, the A-side track that I kind of felt it was right the right moment for to, for me to do a, to 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 make again a track like that after i mean quite a a couple of basically my major um, hits if we're gonna yeah, call like it then, sing like, like a involved, bird like yeah. sing like a bird and the vox attitude like involves vocals used in a certain way so I had the chance I received from Gabriella these vocals and I said, okay, like, I think it's, this is good material to do something in that direction. And I kind of, and I kind of thought that you, that the bunker was the right label to propose this music to, because in a way I came from a, a couple of releases that were quite on the left field, down tempo side. And I kind of felt that for that, that was the right label and that for me was the right moment to release something like this 
So, yeah. Yeah. Um, so you mentioned the Vox Attitude. Uh, you run your own label, Eerie. Um, and do you want to maybe speak a little bit about the challenges and rewards of doing that and putting it? That's, I mean, you've put out other music, but it's primarily been an outlet for your own music. Uh, like if that's more rewarding or what it's like to run a record label, I guess. Uh, well, Eerie is very much of a an artist record label. I mean, I don't really run the label like with a set schedule of or a number of releases that I want to do during the year. It's pretty much like when I receive something that I really love and I feel it's right for the label, I just release it. It can be three releases a year, it can be none. You know, for me, I started to do the label maybe to release my own music. But as, as soon as, I mean, I gradually started to get the chance to work also with other labels so I could make space also for other artists and so for me it's like uh, mm, as I said I don't really run the label in that kind of systematic right. slightly corporate way yeah and, uh, but I in a way I've, I'm really kind of proud of it because a lot of people really start I mean the label really has a following of people they really and so People really like also when I release on my label, and uh, yeah, I mean it's 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 really rewarding to start to 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 hear more and more people actually talking about the label, and um, um, appreciating the, the the whole output of the label, and so yeah, for me it's like uh, it's uh, I I can see growing and I can see a a development of it and uh, yeah um so do you want to shout out the you actually have and as you said you don't put out all that many records but you have a new record on the label that was just literally announced this afternoon that is correct yeah it's uh, number 14 which is going to be a double ep uh and it's going to be a reissue of uh, uh as we were talking before the vox attitude and both the tracks of the original release are gonna be repressed and is the release is also gonna feature remixes uh by atom tm uh pessimist and myself very cool yeah so um, the release is gonna be out on the 15th of may and it's been just announced today so yeah did you did you include <laughs> the originals as well as the remixes because it was uh a hard record to find is that yeah it's i mean it came out a while ago i i I was getting like mm, i wouldn't say weekly but very very frequent requests just for a press of the original tracks and but of course i mean i thought that's just repress it's kind of boring and and uh, so i wanted to do something a bit more interesting like more of a deluxe let's say package uh and so i thought like okay let's do both original tracks because i mean the second track spaziale has never been has never been repressed like i did already like a remix is volume one with the only the vocal track repressed so this one is a double it's more of a big deal because like it's uh yeah it's a bigger record and like a bigger production and uh more tracks and more vinyls and uh yeah cool 
Uh, well, before we get back into the mix, I wanted to shout out all your dates on the North American tour, which I have written down, so I won't put you on the spot to remember them all. Uh, you're playing tomorrow night, Friday, at Inciting HQ for 1694 in Great Circles in Philadelphia. And then Saturday, you're doing the bunker in Brooklyn at Market Hotel with acronym Amaret and Tidel. And then next Friday, the 29th in Mexico City. And then Saturday, March 30th for Mutual in Los Angeles. So nice little tour. Super yeah. excited. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of stopovers. Yeah. Excited. Yeah. Is, have you been to Mexico City before? Never. Oh, yeah. Never. You're going to enjoy that. going to enjoy the food. I'm for sure. thrilled. Yeah. Um, so with that, should we, we've got about 42 minutes left here, back into the mix? Let's. Okay, so we're going to get back into the mix with Marco Shuttle. You're listening to The Bunker New York on Red Bull Radio. You're listening to Red Bull Radio.
Shuttle. You're listening to The Bunker New York on Red Bull Radio. We've been in the mix with Marco Shuttle. We've only got about five minutes left here. If you're in New York, be sure to catch Marco this Saturday at Market Hotel at The Bunker. Uh, tickets and info for that at thebunkerny.com. We'll be back on the radio on the first week, April 4th, first and third Thursdays of the month always. So join us then. Thanks a lot for listening. It's been The Bunker New York on Red Bull Radio. Et je crois que je dois t'oublier.